Thank you. 
chapter 47 is towards the end of Ezekiel's book. Um, Ezekiel's in the Old Testament. It's a rather large book. You'll find it there somewhere in the middle of your paper Bible. If you have a digital Bible, you can just punch it up. But Ezekiel 47. This is a third vision that we're covering here in the series, Come Alive. The two visions previously that we covered of Ezekiel, the first one from chapters 1 through 3, were the vision of Ezekiel's calling, God calling Ezekiel, that he would be God's mouthpiece, that he would speak on the behalf of God, that his job was to hear the word, to speak the word, and then interestingly, God opens up a scroll and tells Ezekiel to eat the word. Remember that? He says, eat the word, digest the word, let the word bring you life, let the word change you from the inside out, let it rejuvenate you, let it nourish your soul, and let it bring you strength. The vision there of the calling of Ezekiel is one of God and his word. Last week we were in chapter 37 where God takes Ezekiel to the fields in this valley and there's dry bones and the bones have been dead and have been dry and it's an image of what Israel was. They were dry spiritually. They were dead spiritually. No life, no hunger, no God, no relationship. And they had just been brittle. They had been dry and distant from God. And, and, and God asked Ezekiel an interesting question here. Remember, he said, Son of man, will these bones live again? And Ezekiel gives the appropriate answer. He says, God, only you know that. But then he says to Ezekiel, he says, Son of man, speak to these bones. Speak my word to these bones, that they would come alive, that they would be breathed in with my Holy Spirit, that they would be on mission, that they would be on purpose. And we saw how this, this field, this valley of dry bones, the bones come back to life. They're breathed in by the Spirit of God, and they become this vast, powerful life. The lineage of God bringing the dead things back to life. We have to remember that Ezekiel was written at a time when Israel as a nation was asleep spiritually and was immersed in its present reality of despair of hopelessness. The Babylonians had came and invaded Jerusalem and crushed and destroyed the temple, the people, their epicenter of faith, the very house of God had been destroyed. The best of the best of Israel had been carried away into captivity. The people were lost living in this strange land, worshiping a foreign god, speaking a foreign language, with foreign cultures and Thanks. 
the broken lives, the broken dreams, the forgiveness, 
Thank you. 
conversation with a woman once at the well. And they were talking about water. Remember, the water represents the presence of God, the Holy Spirit of God, the power of God, His presence in your life. And she communicates to the woman at the well, and this message is basically this look, you know, get thirsty. Thirst traps. Comfort. Security. It's a trap. You're thirsty for it. You're for it. There's a thirst trap of purpose and meaning. People want their life to have meaning. They want their life to have purpose, but sometimes that brings a trap on you. There's a thirst trap of success and of satisfaction. Wanting to attain it, to achieve it. Some people get so thirsty for that. God to the side and they'll strive for all of those things. The only place that will quench your thirst, the only place that will really satisfy you, is in the river of God's presence. And that's what Jesus tells this woman. You see, because Jesus is the fulfillment of this river. This was a, an image of this prophet that he led to, a picture of Jesus hundreds of years before he came to this earth. When Jesus spoke with this woman at the well, he said this to her in John 4, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. You want comfort, you want security, you want satisfaction, you want purpose, you want meaning, you want material success, you can drink from that well. But guess what? In a little while, you're going to get thirsty. That will never quench your thirst. But those who drink the water I give, this river, those who flow the river, will never a fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. The satisfaction of knowing I am living my life within the deep. And this is the last one right here, John 7. He expounds more on this idea. He says, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare of living water will flow from his heart. When he said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the Spirit had not been given yet because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. So the Spirit came. 